Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. I'm Rachel Wells. And I'm Julia Cannon. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, Rachel's back uh, on the show because we're talking about Vinland Saga as part of our comic book club. This is the fifth, I can see my hands, fifth uh, edition of comic book club. So this was your choice, Rachel? You want to tell sure us, was. <laughs> want to tell us about it? Yeah, so this book is highly popular manga about Vikings. It takes place during the 1000s, like early 1000s, during the time of Vikings when they were taking over England. And it tells the story of a boy named Thorfinn who's trying to take revenge for the death of his father. Oh no, spoilers. And it has Leif Erikson. It has super high-octane Viking action. It's named after Vinland, which is what the Vikings called the Americas when they had first found it for themselves. And it's a super interesting little period piece. And I picked it because I had this book forever. I just haven't been able to read it. And also, season two of the anime is coming out this season, so I figure it's pretty appropriate, and yeah. Okay, so we can force you to read it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I'm i assuming the way you've done in the other club uh, meetings, you've read all the volumes out there, right? I wish. Okay. <laughs> last time I'll get there home. eventually. How okay. many volumes are even out? I want to go with the answer that is yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 26 oh. volumes. Golly. Well, I, don't <laughs> I guess know. I better get started. <laughs> Although, uh, in America, there are two in ones. So it's more like 13. Oh. So, yeah. Just 13 books. <laughs> so, what did everybody think about Rachel's choice? There was one. There was a point in the manga where I actually screamed and my dad had to check on me if I was okay. <laughs> so like <laughs> it was the scene with um, his father where he was like like fighting and then you can see like the other bodies like contorting. I was like, oh! <laughs> oh! And I guess I'm turning the page we're like, shoot! And then my dad's like, are you okay? I'm like, no! <laughs> oh no. Like, I forgot if you hit a body hard enough and it could contort that way. <laughs> I don't know. It can be, I don't know. It can be reciprocated in drawing. <laughs> I, I do not remember that. Something about medieval stories where there's, they're just a not afraid. They're not afraid to go hard at all. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not like you can't go this hard with other kinds of stories. It's the medieval action that is the most, j just like off the wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I also like how they make Leif Erikson seem to be like he's just sort of a braggart more than he actually did anything. You know? <laughs> Well, the thing is, I think, um, what was it? I think the town kids think he's a braggart because they can't believe his stories. No one in town can believe, like, all the amazing things he's seen. When really, oh, I think so the reality is that he's, he's, a, he's a wise old sailor, um, and he, he has that wisdom of the, the, the seas to compliment um, Thor's um, wisdom about, you know, battle. Yeah. Oh. That was how I saw it. <laughs> I was just, you know, 
everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, sure, right. Yeah. Maybe I'm biased because I've seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just got a vibe. I'm like, he's putting a friend up for the kids because, like, they're kids. But then obviously when he's with the adults, he's just like, guys, we got to start thinking about serious stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I can see, like, the understanding of, like, of like how like how he like perceives or says things. It's it, this was this book was funny because um it starts with it's it starts kind of in the present and then we get a flashback to Thorfinn's childhood. That's not how the anime started. It was all chronological. Hmm. So I, I started reading it and I was like, oh my god, we're in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I was but, actually um, I ask think the difference with uh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I found it to be interesting because, you know, those first few chap I think it was like it was a couple chapters, right? It was four chapters that are set in the present. Yeah. Um but those first few chapters um are effective at setting the tone. They'd be like, This is this is about Vikings, y'all. We're talking about Vikings. This is what they do. Here's what you're in for. Yeah. And um in that one of those beginning scenes was especially notable to me because you see For Thorfinn is being sent into the um, Frankish camp to communicate with them, and they all—they're all communicating different languages. Like he speaks, like Thorfinn speaks Norse, and everyone else speaks Frankish. Um, and in the anime, they just—there's no different languages. They all communicate in Japanese. But in Japanese, Thorfinn's like, "Can someone here speak Norse?" Then the people in Japanese are like, "We don't understand what he's saying." <laughs> so it's very—it's very awkward. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's kind of difficult to hire voice actors that speak different languages, so I understand why it was awkward, why it had to be awkward. But in the manga, they kind of communicate that language difference with different fonts, yeah, which I find to be very clever. And it's another way; it shows all another way in which comics are special and cool. <laughs> yeah. I I think with uh, something like uh, anime, it's like they all speak the same language for the sake of the. Or like for the sake of the viewer, but uh, in universe they are still speaking different languages. <laughs> it's true. It's just it kind of it, it just kind of takes me out of it if I'm gonna be honest. Like your immersion's um, gone, kind of thing. I can't say I would have done it differently if I was directing this anime. Um, there, it, it, that just seems like a logistical headache. But um, it, it's just it, it seemed like it was. It was done a lot easier in the comic, and it was something I appreciate because it's something <laughs> just as simple as changing the font in yeah. the word bubbles. And then I also wonder how an English dub would handle it. Yeah, that's a good hmm. question. It would, my well, we'll probably find out. But I would also imagine that uh, they would probably just all have it be in English. Right. Well, I'm trying to think that too. Like, I imagine um, one way to I imagine one way to do that would be like different accents. Yeah. Um, maybe. maybe. Well, also, you know, I... uh, with like, uh, I'll just say like JoJo Part Five, since that takes place in Italy. Uh, with the dub, at least, of course, their characters are supposed to be Italian. In the dub, it's made a little more obvious because they throw in some Italian words. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh right, they're Italian. 
Or they actually talk about Lyra instead of Yen. <laughs> what was it? I think Trevor was a good point about um, doing it more for the viewer, because um, I was shocked to see how many people, right around when Parasite came out, I was shocked to see how many people just did not want to watch things with subtitles. Like, it, it, I've been watching anime my whole life, like, subbed anime, so it just seemed so basic to me, like, oh, okay, it's, it's a foreign movie, I have to watch it with subtitles no big deal. And I, I get the people that, like, just have reading issues, so they'd rather just watch a dub, but, um, so many people are just completely intolerant of watching something with subtitles, like, I can, I can see why I'd want to keep it all in one language. <laughs> it's like there's a like, it's like there's a difference between, like, um, it's like a difference between, like, if you're actually able to listen to, to a language to someone who's like, oh, I can, I can actually do this, but I don't want to type of vibe. Kind of yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I totally get those things of like, because like with me personally, whenever I do watch something in a different language, I feel like it's one of those things where, um, like, like with Parasite, for example, like you have to have all of your attention to it because like you don't want to miss anything, and on top of that, you have to watch, pay attention to the subtleties of the film itself because usually, aside from the subtitles, you have to pay attention to the entire scene because you might miss something. I'll mm -hmm. be if it's yeah, cause, which is something I've always noticed, which is like. Um, but of course, if depending on how someone translated and how how it's dubbed, that can also just be like, at least for me personally, it can be a, a big win or a loss depending as well. That's true. I think a lot of it's cultural too. Cause yeah. You notice like all the people that are that are, like into K dramas didn't really have a problem watching Parasite. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I not think... to mention all over the world too, like American movies, they rule the world. So a lot of people around the world are just used to watching. These American movies with subtitles in their mm -hmm. native language, but we as Americans aren't because we're, you know, we're spoiled. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, in Japan, there's actually a sub versus dub debate about King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that. I know that. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> but I think well, I can all read one. Sorry, go. What? Yeah, I what? can't say if I wasn't. Um, a Japanese King of the Hill fan, I wouldn't prefer subs. Because, like, you gotta enjoy the original flavor of the Texan accent. It's a part of their culture, you know? Yeah. I think we can all agree, though, Cory in the House, best anime ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. what, I, what, I, what I meant was uh, when like when characters are speaking different languages, uh, it's easy to figure out a way to do that if it's like... Uh, print something printed like a comic or a manga but if it's like animated or something like that uh you have to find a different way to communicate that <laughs> yeah like yeah. going like going back to what rachel said is probably logistics things like they could have obviously gotten someone to like speak it or whatever the heck or maybe find find a way to do it but then it's one of those things where we don't really know what goes on in the back burner when something is dubbed, so it's one of those things where, like, you can't really say too much about it unless you've, like, really seen the behind the scenes or know someone that works there, which it's either fortunate or unfortunate, depending on the perspective, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But, um, what was it? I, I guess I was just reflecting on differences between the anime and mm -hmm. the, you know, the manga. I think otherwise, besides for the, the switch up of the, the scenes, um, it's a pretty faithful adaptation, and what was it? Um, 
believe volume one covers like just like four episodes of the anime. So I've got a lot of reading to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, uh, the story, at least in the first volume, is I thought was really well written. Uh, like for example, it's uh, very clear that uh, it's clear how much uh, Thorfinn has a lot of maturing to do because like he doesn't understand why Thor's doesn't want to like be a killing machine. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, Thor seems to be held in contrast a lot with the younger members of the village because, you know, they're from a peaceful village, they've never known war, so, and what they think of as battle is, like, something that's glorious and something they need to take part in order to be a man, Yeah. and, like, that's how you get to Valhalla, and it's all fun games, you know? Well, um, that goes on, I mean... Even the Civil War people, want to, are, yeah. you know, they want to fight in the war because that's what you're supposed to do, you, you know. And I get, it, it's like it was like it's like something that's been engraved in them since they they were like wee lads, and it's just like yeah, that's how you get glory is to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Thor's mm -hmm. attitude is that you should not be fighting unless it's absolutely necessary, like, and that comes from experience. Like obviously, oh, yeah, for sure. little kids don't know anything and. Thorfinn doesn't know anything. He, he's he's just what, like six in in this volume. Um, and baby. I I really enjoy how the book explores that contrast and the attitudes of these characters, and how Thor Thor doesn't have to preach to you about his attitudes for you to like see exactly what he's about. Yeah, you know, like he's very he's very sober and he no nonsense and he, all he does is exactly what needs to be done to like not even just get his way but just like protect the people around him like that's his that's his main priority is yeah. protection yeah. and that's yeah. how that's what he uses that's what he uses fighting for mainly not for glory but for protection uh because uh of like proximity to uh what Trevor was playing around the same time we were reading this uh I was vaguely reminded of uh, God of War Ragnarok <laughs> because, I was, because I was actually going to mention God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. Because it touches on a similar thing where like Kratos uh, tries to talk tell Atreus about teach Atreus about like the difference between like killing to survive and killing out of like uh, vengeance, or for like no real reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Like, it seems like it almost kind of points to a coming of age story, um, because you know um, the the kids' attitudes come from like inexperience, and Thor's, and even let's say Leif Erikson's attitudes about the world come from like actually having known and seen all that yeah yeah i really like the character of thor yeah i was like mm -hmm. pissed when they killed him. <laughs> 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 like, that's not Pour fair not for a real one y'all yeah <laughs> yeah like when i saw like I, when i saw like getting killed I was like you know i knew this was gonna happen but i'm mad about how it happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i knew it 
like a premise that like yeah like this man is not gonna stay for as long as he needs to however i'm mad about how it happened and i'm just like no 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 you know what i found interesting um something i didn't notice when i watched season one of the anime is that um just the way that um Thorfinn's attitude as a child about like war and fighting seemed to reflect how Thor's once felt as a younger lad. Because, um, you know, at one point he was part of the Yom's Vikings, and I assume he had a much less um, naive way of looking at battle and violence. And then as the, this village gets pumped up for battle, he starts to see a little of that, a little of that in Thorfinn and starts to scare him. And I found that really interesting because um, it almost seems to be like, it almost seems to be genetics, genetic because um, it's not like he was raised to think that battle is something glorious and cool and epic. Um, and you definitely start to see more of that attitude as the story goes on and you can see a little piece of it at the very end. And it's, it's just super interesting to see how a, a, a traumatized six-year-old <laughs> develops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, gosh. You got to see his dad get killed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that will traumatize you. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do that it. don't do, do it. it. You're not going to get traumatized by it. <laughs> uh, also mentioned, based on what's in this first volume, I ended up kind of liking Nova. Uh, okay. The girl. Uh huh. Oh, the, the one yeah. that, is that yeah. the one that all the guys are hitting yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only girl here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's the thing you should have the only girl. She's the daughter of the chief. They're very important. Oh, I know, but... You're a, you're a VIG. Very yeah, important girl. Yeah, she was still like, Am I the only girl? <laughs> yeah, 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 I think she even says that. Seriously, guys? Yeah. It's kind of funny. All the guys are. I'm coming back for you. <laughs> and she's like, uh huh, yeah. yeah. Ilva is almost <laughs> like, um, she's almost like, at least in this volume, she almost feels like an audience stand-in because she kind of reflects the attitudes that we might be having. Like during the scene where Thor is taking care of that half-dead slave, and Ilva's like, "Are you sure you want to do this, Dad? Like, it's not. Come on, it's like." It's, yeah. So there's a lot of sheep to be giving away for are you sure dad no. <laughs> so she's kind of maybe I just relate to her the best because you know I always relate to the girl <laughs> but um I wonder why I find her to be an interesting little character I also thought the uh four panel stuff was really funny oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well especially with her she's like she's staring off into the sunset like oh I wonder what she's thinking about murder thievery Hand over your money. <laughs> I thought though the thing with the slave shows you a lot about Thor's character, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like as like as logistically unsound that would be, especially during a storm. It's like you know what? I'm with you on this one. Like yeah, like have like have like have the dude at least pass with dignity where he wanted to be at least so yeah. it was like i would like in a sentimental way i would say it was worth it like in terms yeah. of like giving a heart like yeah like dude just he let him have his send off the way he wanted instead of just dying by someone's hand yeah yeah it's it's supposed to be reflective of like his his own 
mm-hmm. maturity and the way he, what do you call it, the way he steps back from the attitudes of the day. Like, you know, in this day and age, slaves are pr- just property, um, and you don't mess with someone else's property, you know? But um, he doesn't, he sees this slave as a, as a human worthy of dignity, like you said, and even if he has to spend like eight sheeps to buy him off of the guy only to have him die hours later. Um, he might, he, this is a wealthy man, but he doesn't necessarily care to hold on to the wealth if it means he can be, he can maintain his integrity with his values. You know, he can treat the slave like like he or anyone else might like to be treated. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I also thought it was interesting with the uh, second set of like four panel stuff where the mangaka was uh, talking about his research trip. Oh yeah, I found that super interesting. Yeah, I love to hear about how like how like my the works that I read and watch are made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was funny how. Uh, the way that research trip ended was also just pretty funny. <laughs> okay. It made me want to go to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Go see the Northern Lights. I hate cold, but I, I would love to go see the Northern Lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, with global warming, maybe it won't be so bad. It's like, I want to see all of nature's no. wonders. However, I don't want to feel nature's wonders temperatures. <laughs> I want <laughs> All the wonders. <laughs> like I don't want to get frostbite by the end of my trip, but I'd love to see the Northern Lights. Other word thing was because I happened to be uh, playing God of War Ragnarok at the same time I was reading uh, Vinland Saga. Uh, it's like uh, because God of War Ragnarok also uh, focuses on Norse mythology. It's like uh, whenever they mentioned a Norse god, I ended up uh, visualizing the God of War version. <laughs> really interesting <laughs> that you were playing at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just worked out that way. <laughs> My friends are yelling at me to play, but I'm just like, bro, I don't have the money to buy, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, for the artwork, it's interesting how uh, uh, balances, like, being like super detailed and also being like super expressive. Yeah, I do like the expressiveness. Um, that the anime felt really gritty—not really gritty, but like gritty in a way you might expect this kind of story to be. But um, the comic almost feels—it—it it feels very exaggerated. Um, what was it? It doesn't—it doesn't feel quite as gritty, and I kind of like that because it kind of. I think it kind of works to accentuate the comedy a little better. It feels this this comic feels more comedic than the anime, which I find interesting. Uh, it's also interest. It's also a weird contrast going from like this uh, generally more uh, cartoony expression to like suddenly super realistic in- inside of the mouth. <laughs> 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 the first time that happens is like ah. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Uh, but then he also does because uh, like the water and ice look really good and 
a lot of detail and stuff breaks. Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah, like whenever like I go back to reading manga, I always forget how detailed and like you can be with just like one tone and like like a bit of cross like cross hatching here and there. Because, yeah. like, um, when you do, like, with me, like, whenever you do, like, rendering and stuff, especially with either digital or, like, when you have, like, a plethora of a color palette, like, you're overwhelmed. So I sometimes forget, like, you can get, like, either the same or, like, a similar type of detail from just, like, a few little keystrokes. Well, not keystrokes, but, like, like I said, it's, like, either changing a tone or just cross-hatching, which this manga had a lot of and I appreciate it so much. Because, like, when I was just looking at it, I was like, holy crud, I forgot how much you can just do with, like, a bunch of lines instead of just trying to figure out your palette. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, during the fights, it does a really good job of like selling the intensity and the force of the impact. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going back to the. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so I had to lean back to the, from the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Hope your dad's not knocking the door. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, no. He knows I'm doing a podcast. He's uh, good. I, uh, is he, actually, is he here? I don't even know. <laughs> he wants to go get groceries. I'm not sure if he came back. Dad, <laughs> yeah. let's go get milk. Right. I enjoy pretty much all aspects of. The art in this comic um what was it like the, yeah the action is awesome the characters are awesome and i feel like with manga in general you can just come to expect that the backgrounds are going to be a plus plus yeah. mm -hmm. like just the, the most gorgeous thing you've, you've ever seen like hang it up in a museum but they just do that on a weekly basis yeah. <laughs> i don't get it so should we mention the i don't think we actually mentioned the writer artist. Yeah, Makoto Yukimura. There you go. I think we actually had mentioned his name. <laughs> <laughs> talking about what a great guy he is. What a great job he did. We don't talk about. So, anyway. And what are names? Yeah. Well, you know, people like credit. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're all a real one, Yukimura. So if he's, if he's watching. I um, hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he is. So. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So I guess you would recommend it to other people to read? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yes. All right. And I guess there's more volumes if people want to keep reading? Yeah. Many more. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good binge. <laughs> you like period pieces. You like Vikings. Uh, I mean, like, what, what are you waiting for? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um... Quickly, you want to talk about our book coming out? Okay. We actually got, I had to kind of force that open. Uh, the proofs back for uh, issue 16. Ooh. So we have two different versions. One is the uh, Artith Merrick version. Let's that looks go. And, uh, the other is uh, from Kablam. I give them. I give Kablam a lot of credit. I, I sent it in on Tuesday and I got it back by Friday. Wow, hey, yo. Yeah, that's pretty good. So anyway. Oh yeah. wow, awesome. awesome. Yeah, so we're great work on the colors. Who who does those gorgeous colors? Wow. I know, right? You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want credit, so because uh, <laughs> what's in a name? But anyway, um, so you guys are going to come back and talk about that, the tenth. Yeah, the 10th? Friday, March 10th? March 10th. Let's do it. Right? 
because I asked if everybody would do that. Yeah. <laughs> actually responded, so okay, good. All right. So I'm committing everybody to March 10th. Great. <laughs> um, I'll do it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the next book. It's Trevor's turn to pick. Yes. This. Uh, uh, so something I, uh, uh, sort of tried to suggest before. Huh. Right. Okay. Uh, Stray Dogs. Okay. Ooh. Now, is this, some, this is Comic-Con? Yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, learned about it at Comic-Con. All right. This. It turns out it was a sleeper hit for Image. Yeah, Image. And Julia's looking up the price it's going to cost. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Where am I looking? Let's see. It's fifteen bucks for a paperback and fourteen bucks if you want to get the Kindle one. So it's up to you how you want to do it. But I guess that's the book. I'm gonna flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Tell us about it. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry, go. Uh, it's a. Uh, well, if I'm describing it right, uh, it's a. It's a suspense thriller from the perspective of dogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, and two of you have read it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes. it'll be new to the. Three. It's gonna be like Watership Down. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Is it going to be really sad? Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to give it away to you. But I'm it's not going to tell you. It's about doggos. It can't be that bad, right? <laughs> definitely happy. Definitely, like, nothing goes wrong. Nothing bad ever happens to a doggo. Ever. <laughs> okay. Let's ever, just, no. Okay, let's keep that little thought in mind. Ever. <laughs> So again, it's Stray Dogs? Red, what is it called? Yeah, Stray Dogs. Stray Dogs, okay. I was paying attention. Go ahead. For uh, extra credit, there is a follow-up uh, thing called Dog Days. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, well, it's... it's sort of an uh, ex... It, it's, it's, uh, it's more of an uh, expansion pack, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's just read the one book and. Right. Right. It, I don't, don't want to be spending other people's money too freely. <laughs> and then there's the follow up. Uh, <laughs> uh, just this then. <laughs> okay. All right. So, when do we think we want to try to regroup to talk about that? Maybe sometime after May 10th. Oh wait, no, obviously that. Uh, May ten. My brain died. My brain died for like two seconds. Weeks, <laughs> <laughs> right? So that would probably put us in April. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, we don't have to. First week of April. April seventh. That looks like the seventh to me. I think that's doable. How's that work out with your schedule, Julia? Looks good. Okay. So, gosh, we'll have you guys back. Well, we'll have Julia back before then, but well, Rachel back at least. Uh, yeah, I noticed the picture of you with your little suit on. <laughs> Budge. Yeah. 
we, which we've you've never worn here. But you, know, <laughs> you look nice. <laughs> in that. Wait, uh, wait, you, wait. You, are, are there you was a picture of you somewhere on social oh, on media. Twitter? Yeah, with you wearing a suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, I bought my first suit last year, and I just haven't had a good chance to wear it, <laughs> so I had to take a picture. <laughs> and I don't take a lot of selfies of myself, so I figure, like that, that's the one. That's the selfie. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, but I need, I definitely need more excuses to wear it. Someone. Take me out to a fancy restaurant. <laughs> I think that's Dom's job, isn't it? Better <laughs> <laughs> take him out to a fancy dinner. I don't know how it works yeah. anymore. <laughs> so have we ended this? Yeah. Yes, I think we have. <laughs> we're, we're, we're now getting into her relationship with Dom. No, so it's <laughs> sorry. Time to, time to, yeah, it's fine. Right. Oh, hang on. Just a little quick warning. It it happened to me, so I'm not sure if it's just a me problem. Uh, if you're going to try to read that book on your Kindle on your phone, don't because it'll say it's not compatible. So if you read your books on your phone, uh, contemplate your life choices before. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure if it's just a bug on my end, but that's what happened to me when I was trying just to read it on the my book, phone. book, man. It's brick. So it's good for self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So uh, until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. Rachel Wells. And I'm Julie Cannon. And we've been on the air with Power Square. Bye. Bye. <laughs>